actually interviews Batman. Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You're listening to TV Confidential. Wowie zowie, it's fantastic. Ed Roberts here with a reminder that actress and filmmaker Allison Mills Newman will join us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us, along with our guest, Mark Dwidziak, as we continue our tribute to legendary actor, producer, and director Norman Lloyd. Norman Lloyd, a man whose career in film, television, radio, and the stage pretty much spanned the entire history of 20th century entertainment. Norman Lloyd passed away this past Tuesday, May 11th, at the age of 106. Mark Dwidziak interviewed Norman Lloyd on two occasions while he was television critic for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Tony? Did you ever talk to Norman Lloyd about uh, the McCarthy era? You know, he brought that up. That's interesting you should ask that. And, you know, I would have liked to have gone, uh, you know, because for years and years and years and years and years, I have been, you know, in my uh, filing cabinet has been a book on Dashiell Hammett that I've, you know, I was going to do after the Columbo file and then there were all sorts of problems with the press, and then I was going to do it again. It was just one of those books that has run into a lot of bad luck and yeah. has never really found its home, but I've never given up on either. So it's a period that I'm intensely interested in. And, you know, and, and he certainly brought up, but only in a passing time about uh, just how awful it was. And, you know, it, it, you could tell... I've, I've, that was repeated with a lot of people I have talked to uh, and interviewed who were either young actors or established actors in the early 50s. And they talk about that period almost probably like people will talk about the, the, the last year of quarantine with, with the pandemic. Like it was a year when everybody was being careful about touching surfaces. Yeah because there might be something on that surface that will lead to complete destruction. Only they were worried about their livelihoods and their careers. It brings it right back. When, when the subject comes up, nobody jokes about it. Nobody talked about that period and said, oh, are we a bunch of silly people? You could almost see the, the instincts kick in again of that period of, you know, it was a bad time. It was a really, really awful, awful time. You knew people whose livelihoods were being wrecked. You knew everybody was in danger of being one step away from having their career and their livelihoods taken away. And it would have been done on the level of not proof, but suspicion, and which would be like an Alfred Hitchcock story. You know, Hitchcock did a, 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 a film called Suspicion, and that's what it was, that whole period. I remember, you know, this has got nothing to do with Norman Lloyd, but I had discussed this period with both Jason Robards and Hal Holbrook. And they had both told me a story that kind of covers something, which was they knew each other as young actors in the early 50s in New York. And uh, they had both gone to see this kind of um, liberal documentary which was being shown at a small movie house in Greenwich Village. And they kind of snuck off to see it because they didn't want anybody to see it 
But they didn't go together. They had gone separately. They just happened to end up in the same movie at the same time. And when the lights came up and they, they worked out, they bumped into each other. And it was almost like, you're not going to tell anybody I was here, all right? That's how bad it got. Yeah. This is how bad it got. And it was, it was afraid, like, well, if you were known that you had gone to see this ultra-liberal documentary about workers, you might end up on a list as a, as a communist or a suspected communist because you went to see this movie. That's how bad this was. Yeah, it, and it, that, that fear came right back when you when they were talking about it. And, you know, for Lloyd, it wasn't quite that, that moment of fear. I think it was just that moment of being in that business at that time. And obviously he knew people. He knew a lot of people who, you know, some people who blew their brains out or jumped out windows yeah. because their careers were... No, I, you know, I was thinking in terms of, you know, working with the Mercury Theater, and I know Will Gear was part of that, and they did productions like Cradle Will Rock. And in the moment, I'm sure they were thinking, this is something new, innovative, this is what the theater should be about. And then 20 years later, it comes back to bite them because you were associated with this person or you were associated with this production or you got invited to this party. Uh or you contributed to this hospital fund and it turned out to be, you know, uh, a front for something. Yeah. And, uh, and, and people yeah. were getting solicitation letters from friends all the time in the 1930s, and some of these groups were communist front groups. And maybe yeah. they contributed to a fund for, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, remember, too, that during that period, our allies and our enemies changed week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're supporting, you know, the the freedom movement in one country, and the next moment, that country is, you know, it's flipped and gone onto the other side. And you know, so it was. You, you're right. You could have ended up on it. You know, you could have had a relative who had, was a card carrying member of the party. Well, that was Lucy. By association, <laughs> Howard Duff. Howard Duff, who was about as apolitical as it came as a young actor, ended up in, in what was called Red Channels. Red Channels was the book yeah. which was circulated among the studios and the networks in the early 50s with names of people who were not necessarily communists but were suspected of being communists or having communist ties. Howard Duff ended up in Red Channels. Why does he end up in Red Channels? Never joined the Communist Party, never was even politically active. He played Sam Spade on radio, and Sam Spade was the great character created by Dashiell Hammett, who was a member of the Communist Party. He was yeah. guilt by association. Did anybody who's yeah, been playing Sam Spade all these years must be at least a communist sympathizer? Yeah, that was one of the things. You could have an actor who's reading the words of a writer, and the actor not having a point of view on that, but they read the words of the writer. The writer is suspected of being a communist, so the actor is guilty by association, by That's reading right. his words. Even somebody as beloved as Lucille Ball came within a, mm-hmm. a, a yeah. dyed red hair of becoming called a red. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, her, because... Her, her grandfather had joined the Communist Party, and sort of to, to please him... She had gotten a card or something, so 
such thing, and you know, and this got surfaced, and you know, for about 24 hours, her career hung in the balance. Yeah. You know, and if it hadn't been for, actually, you know, of all the people who came to her rescue, one of the people was Lou Costello, because Lou knew she was no communist, and Lou was uh, was was known as a great supporter of uh, I'm McCarthy. Of the, of the American way, let's yeah. say, and he showed up at her house that night, and they yeah. sort of put a cauldron around her, you know, basically saying, no, you're not going to touch her, you know, so, but... No, Lou, Lou was passing around the loyalty oath and getting people to sign it, uh, but was, it was Lee Grant that was saying that she spoke up at a, it wasn't AFTRA yet, the American Federation of Radio and Television Artists, it was just the American Federation of Radio Artists, there was no T yet. And she spoke up at an F, I keep saying the T, uh, meeting, and I think it was about Paul Robinson, and uh, speaking in his defense, and the next day she was told she was in red channels. Yep. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, unfortunately <laughs> that meant you weren't working. Oh yeah. Well, and, and the one place, you I mean, you could work if you, if you were, because the one place it didn't, that didn't care was, 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 was the New York theater scene. The Broadway would employ these people. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you were willing to, to sort of give up your film career or your TV career and you could find work in the theater, you know, you, you could survive, uh, uh, you know, that. But, you know, a lot of people didn't. You know, it, that's still just a fraction of the people who were affected by all this. You know, so it was a, you know, again, you know, getting back to Norman Lloyd, you know, I, he did, undoubtedly he saw a lot of you know, friends, Colleagues, people he had worked with, um, we know that that he did. We know that he, uh, because as you say, you know, he was involved with uh, a lot of things for people who then also went on to be blacklisted. Yeah, but it is amazing. You look at uh, celebrities now who are involved in causes. The equivalent of that, I would say, at the time, you know, the twenties, thirties, forties, if they were involved with a cause that could be about civil rights or equal rights. That was enough for them to be branded as a commie. It wasn't necessarily their political affiliation. So well, that's right. Amazing. And also, the difference is there were key battles being fought in the 1920s and 30s, labor battles. Uh, I mean, remember, you know, going into the 1930s, there is no writer's guild. There is nothing protecting the rights of people in different uh, uh, different labor areas in Hollywood. So, you know, if you were an organizer, you know, for one of the unions, uh, you know, and uh, so, I mean, for the actors today, these battles have been long fought and won. Back then, these battles were being fought. And if you were... There was, you know, you were fight, fighting for these causes side by side with people who probably were members of the Communist Party or socialists, uh, you know, who are identified them themselves. But you know, again, you know, it's 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 one of those things. A lot of people were associated with liberal causes in the 30s and 40s, but you're going to be marching for basic rights side by side with people that you were later going to be used against you which you know is what made that such an awful time 
Mark Dwidziak is with us to help pay tribute to legendary actor, producer, and director Norman Lloyd. Mark and Tony and Donna will be back later on the program for some final thoughts on Norman Lloyd's career. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we will play part two of our conversation with Jeff Littlefield about the career of Nelson Riddle. When we come back, then Chuck Harder will join us as we welcome actress, filmmaker, singer, songwriter, and minister Allison Mills Newman. All that and more coming up in hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-915-8054. 800-915-8054. That's 800-915-8054. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.